Welcome to the Academy of Esports Podcast. I am your host, James O'Hagan. Today is a special episode. Today I have my mother here. Um, she's in visiting from Denver, and um, it was suggested to uh, ask her questions about what she knows about esports and, and gaming in general, just because we know there's a lot of parents who are maybe struggling, and especially now with summer coming up, and we're coming out of the pandemic, there may have been a lot of grandparents even who were dealing with issues related to gaming and not really understanding. So uh, it's an opportunity to me to have a nice little chat with my mother about the work that I do. And why are you laughing? I don't know, I'm just... <laughs> well, first off, uh, Patricia Smith uh, from Denver, Colorado, welcome to the Academy of Esports podcast. Thank you, James O'Hagan. <laughs> so as my mother, um, I feel like I get to ask you questions about, you know, gaming and gaming culture because I know, obviously, because we were all in the same house, um, you were a computer teacher for a number of years. I was. At, uh, at the West School in Hillsborough, California. Correct. And um, I, I remember there being, like, what was, what was, like, teaching computers like for you back then? Oh, my gosh. Now, what years are we talking about? Um, like late 80s, early 90s? I was 40. So, so yeah, like... 90, yeah. early 90s. Yeah. It was the first Mac lab mm -hmm. in the United States and was given to the Hillsborough School District, which was a, a fair, very well-to-do community just south or uh, south north. Of San, south of San Francisco. Correct. North of San Mateo, right? Correct. And San Jose mm -hmm. and, and Apple. And I remember a lot of parents wanting us to teach their children how to program computers. And I literally had never taught computers, didn't know much about them. Our first computer experience with, uh, was with a IBM computer, I believe. Mm -hmm. And your dad uh, got one. He really wanted to get the... Uh, Chess set? No, Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, that's a right. A complete set of Encyclopedia Britannicas, and I wanted the computer. Oh. So I won. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was our first experience with a computer. And I remember him giving me the DOS manual and saying, you can't use the computer until you read all of this, which I did. So I can still program in DOS if anybody needs to, but it didn't help me with right? operating it at all. I know. Yeah. And I remember uh, my first back-to-school night, mm -hmm. standing up in front of all of these uh, very high-achieving, high-profile parents mm -hmm. um, at West School, and them saying, I'm going to teach your children to read and write and use computers. I am not going to teach them programming, per se. Mm -hmm. Just like I like to get in the car and drive, I don't care what's under the engine mm -hmm. and how it got there. Mm -hmm. I just want to put my key in the ignition. Right. So that was my first experience. Actually, I had two E's and two C's prior to that. What do you mean? Um, there, Apple oh, had you mean a, the... whole new, a whole line of, of computers. Oh, you mean the Apple IIe and the Apple IIc. Gotcha. Correct. Yeah. That was our first. And then we had that big earthquake and all the monitors fell on the ground and crashed and smashed. Oh. That was good. Mm -hmm. Nothing was we're talking about the 1989 Loma Prieta quake in San Francisco, the World Series quake for those of you who were alive back then and may remember. I was at the game. Go on. You were at the game. Yes, with Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, no, that was, uh, that was quite an adventure. But uh, the Mac Lab came in, and I remember uh, the teacher, uh, James Richardson, at South School. Mm -hmm. uh, we decided that we were going to uh, send uh, e-messages. Uh, e 
Ooh. to each other. Yes. So I would call her on the phone, tell her I'm sending an e-message, <laughs> and then she would uh, do some little quick programming and turn the computer specifically to get the e-message. And I remember our first time, it took about 30 minutes to get a hi, how are you message sent across. And all I thought of is, this is crazy, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. So this will never fly. And now look at us. Yeah. Well, and I remember... There's two games that I really remember from your lab. One was SimCity. That was a great game. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't just a great game, but I mean, there's so much to it about just understanding taxing. I mean, residential taxing, commerce taxing, industry That's taxing, true. and how those things impacted each other, how pollution you know, would, would make people want to live close to a certain area versus another. But the other one I really remember was a game, and I think it was on a LC3 which was the name of the Mac at the time, was, a, was Revolution 76, which was a simulator around the American Revolutionary War and, and the different battles. And, and it kind of lets you lead your own history, but it also had all the major characters as part of it. You could like, you know, make George Washington the general. And none of the generals that were in the American army were as good as the British army. So you really had to, you know, again, do with taxation and deal with... Um, uh, you know, the French and the Spanish and, and trying to invade Quebec, which I could never get done. But um, let me ask you this, because while we, we, you were an educator who was involved with teaching with computers and we did have a computer in the house, I remember early in the 80s, and this might have just been more out of, of finance or anything, but we didn't even have like an Atari 2600. We didn't get a, you know, a Nintendo system. We didn't get the Sega system. Was that a conscious decision not to get those things into the house? The gaming? Yeah. Um, I, I would probably say yes. Mm-hmm. Because gaming to me was, as a parent, uh, I, really, I really didn't... I mean, we had... What did we have? Um, uh, what's the, the ball that goes back and forth? The ball that goes back. And, you know, you just play like like a tether ball. No, like ping pong. Oh, on, ping, we on the computer. What's it was? Pong. Pong. Okay. I thought it was all on a pong level. And oh, okay. I'm like, oh my god, my kids are going to be sitting on the couch. And I mean, those are the days too when everything was on the TV in the living room or in the family room, and that was basically for a whole community of family, and not just for. What number one son and his friends. Well, and that's uh, a friend of mine, Kevin Fair, who I interviewed a few weeks ago, did mention that we forget that, you know, because TVs, I mean, you and I just went to Costco today and you could buy a huge TV for $700, $500. Oh my gosh, yeah. But back then, every family had one TV and you had to, right. and it was very few people had even VCRs because I remember us renting a VCR so we could watch movies at Kroger. Not at Kroger, but rent them from Kroger and, and watch the movie at home. But yeah, it's something that a lot of people, I think, forget so easily is that those decisions weren't just about you and your friends. It was about the whole family, if you will. Right. And and when we were in San Mateo and you were living with my parents mm-hmm. as well, I just, you know, if you were going to take my dad's TV away from him so he couldn't watch Bonanza, mm-hmm. there might be a problem. Right. Right. Well, and, and but now, of course, things are a little different. Obviously, like I said, TVs are, are much less expensive. Um, you have a, a grandson, my, my nephew, Ronan, 
um, obviously my three children as well. And gaming seems to be a big part of their lives. What is it just the access to the game or the quality of the games? Or are you are you okay with the gaming? Game? Yeah, with gaming. Um, you know, one of the issues is maybe it's the name. Hmm. Because gaming in itself, the name implies that you're just having fun. Why would we allow our kids to sit <laughs> on something and just have fun? They gotta learn something. It's gotta be productive. Right, right. And I, I just don't see, I mean, that, that's an issue. Um, but the, the thing I find really fascinating is that, is the, the, the difference in my grandchildren. So I have, my youngest is currently is three and my oldest is 17 mm-hmm. and they're, you know, they're, they're both, they're just as, uh, able to get on a pad mm-hmm. and sit there and load a game and even Ronan at three years old he's sitting there he's on the game he's he's picking his game he's making choices during the game so I think what um, my, my biggest worry mm-hmm. is that it's very easy to get lost gaming a lot of time can pass mm-hmm. Um, so in a certain respect, I like, or I would encourage a certain amount of time limitation. Mm. Um, but I think that, that gaming in itself is a wonderful way to problem solve Mm -hmm. and do things that we, that are not necessarily like reading a book and answering questions or doing math based things. They are, but in a different way, it's a different um, area of learning. See, I always found those educational games, the ones that people said like, oh, here's Math Blaster, right? That's mm-hmm. a good example of a game that was very popular in the 80s and 90s. But it was like, it didn't draw you in. It was like something you had to do, but it wasn't fun per se, as opposed to... Well, it was to, more fun than a flashcard. Well, that's absolutely true. But it was the same, kind of the same process with a little bit of gameplay in it. But you're absolutely right. I mean, gosh, yeah, we had flashcards back then and mm-hmm. and I remember the uh, record albums for the uh, times table that we had to bring home and of course we didn't ha- even have a, a record player at the house we had to <laughs> eight track so we had to go down to Jeff Francis and Johnny's to record the uh, the, the the times table uh, records but um, boy and that was copyright protection gone amok okay then <laughs> um, thinking back on it but you know even when I was a kid, too, there was a lot of negativity around gaming. I mean, it was something that people said was a waste of time. It was something that people... Uh, did you ever... Did you really feel, looking at it, because you said, you know, Pong, you didn't really want to, you know, feel like your family just sitting there, you know, monopolizing, being monopolized by Pong in a way. Did you see it as kind of that way as well, too, as, as something that was maybe more of a negative than something that was fun? No, I saw it as fun, but a different kind of fun, just like Mario Brothers. It's mm-hmm. fun, but you're sitting there, or Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that were probably when you and your friends were out playing, and then and then they got gradually got more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, but those were the ones that I would say, you know, what are they learning from this? Mm-hmm. What what what's the what's the value of this? Not to say that everything needs to have value. I mean, one of the nice things about it is you just got to chill out. And I mean, what's the difference of sitting there watching All in the Family or playing Pac-Man? Mm-hmm. They're both, you, you, you know, they're just 
chill out time. And that's important mm-hmm. for kids as well as for adults. Um, I find that the games now are so much more sophisticated and and the and challenging mm-hmm. and problem solving and you know and and the other thing I like is that anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the parents had said you should go out and and join a sport. You should be in a sport. And if you were like you with your football or Molly with her, and I hated football. Oh well, yes, or the band. I mean, I liked band. I know, but even Molly with her swimming. Mm-hmm. It's like there was not a whole lot of time to game, but you were both athletic. So that's to your advantage. But there are kids that are not athletic or after having lived in New York City for 20 years, after you guys went to college and I moved to New York City and I looked at the high school kids when your brother was going through high school and there was no opportunity for sports because you just didn't have it. You mm-hmm. had basketball. That was pretty much it. Maybe mm-hmm. soccer, but those fields were few and far between. Mm-hmm. Just logistically, you didn't have games or sports. So what do you do? You come home and you hang out on your computer and you do computer things. And how that has changed now, to me, is really fascinating that you can, first of all, play from kids all over the world, all over the country. You can uh, be handicapped if, if you're a kid with special needs. Mm-hmm. Um, or lots of the kids at Connor School with special needs. Uh, autistic children. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. They they, they uh, lots of times they can participate. And then came the pandemic, mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends in New York City that were literally in eight hundred square feet. That's like the size of your living room and your bedroom and kitchen. That's it. Mm-hmm. With two parents and two kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, were having to do something to entertain their kids and they turned to gaming mm-hmm. and played with the kids. I think that's something that I, a lot of uh, parents and grandparents maybe miss on is that they don't, while it may look foreign to you to say what, what's, what's going on here and maybe not be really interested, it's important to be interested. It's important, just like when I was a kid, you know, when we would watch a movie, you would, you would want to know what's the rating What's going on in it? Is this going to be appropriate for you? What's the language? We have to be, I think, similarly aware of what kids are watching, whether it's YouTube or playing video games. Proactive. And, and, and just even, you know, as a grandmother, sitting down next to them and saying, what, what's going on? You know, tell me, help, tell me what this is about. What, what's happening here? Um, or even saying, can I, can I have the controller? Can you teach me to play? I think there's so, so many so many people think this space is just for little kids, and I just see, especially when we start talking about neuroplasticity, we start talking about keeping an active mind and an active brain, and as you alluded to, even the socializing. You know, there's becoming no not that you are, but saying you know senior citizens, it can be very isolating for some. Oh, I agree. I mean, you've you've worked because your uh, your former partner, well, past partner, I should say. Uh, you know, he was in a, in a nursing home for a time because of, of dementia. I, I know I think about some of those people who are in those homes who maybe don't have dementia, but just don't have family nearby. You know, being able to connect with others, you know, whether it's playing a video game with somebody across the world or playing with somebody in your own nursing home, even. You know, I agree. Or having teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, too. Is that, and that's one of the things that I really liked about your uh, esports hmm. is that there are teams. Um, 
and college scholarships. That to me, that was the first like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. really interesting. And uh, your brother Connor was telling me about how in Japan and Korea, there's, there's, it's a huge, mm-hmm. it's huge. And just the marketing of it and stuff, the possibilities are, are bottomless at this point. Um, but, but I think that like anything new mm-hmm. and technology driven, that there's a certain weariness of parents mm-hmm. and grandparents of, of agreeing to it. Yeah. And, um, and also participating in it. But I, I just think that it's a fun, it would be fun to sit down with three generations and have teams and play games like that. I mean, you do it with a board game. What's the difference of playing a board game or having a control in your hand? The medium. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And probably better for somebody like myself that's older. I mean, when you get up into your 70s and you have to be able to punch buttons and respond quickly, those are the things that, uh, you know, the different sides of the brain. And if we switch off the sides of, of learning of our brain, then we're, uh, it's to our advantage. Yeah. And, I, well, I even think, you know, take somebody like dad, for example, who, you know, if you say, hey, let's play Monopoly. Well, he's grown up with Monopoly. He knows the rules. He knows the ins and outs. Mm-hmm. And I know a few months ago, the kids and I played Settlers of Catan with him. He'd never played it before. He was very frustrated early on in the game, you know, because, again, it was learning the rules. I think that's, again, where a lot of people all of a sudden get really uncomfortable. And, and maybe they don't want to feel uncomfortable when they're trying to do something that's fun or pleasurable is, is um, you know, Figuring out how to navigate this space, I think the technology does create some kind of uh, maybe a barrier a little bit for some of them. But again, it, as you said, it's 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 trying to develop your brain in in whole new ways. Um, I'm just realizing now that I I hope I'm not getting these alerts on the uh, camera as well too because there's people who are texting me and I'm getting all these alerts now popping up on my phone. So that should be interesting. We'll see how this goes. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, as we're recording on my phone. So um, anyway, the the uh, uh, I think technology, that yeah. yeah, the technology I think can for some people be very much just a big barrier. Very uh, intimidating. Yeah, I mean even even just having that um, when when you hold a controller and you have to figure out the buttons. I remember uh, the last visit I had, Sean was sitting with me on the couch teaching me to play a game. Mm. And I was laughing because I was so bad at it. Oh, dead. Oh, my <laughs> turn. Dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, look, I jumped. I jumped well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to figure that out. But once you do, it really is fun. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. And um, is there any, you know, do you have any advice or anything for grandparents? I mean, especially now that Ronan is three and he's kind of getting into that age where he's going to start... You know, television shows, yes, get him. But he's a very active boy. Um, you know, I noticed that he does seem to enjoy some games right now. What are, what, are, what are some of the things that you do with him as a three-year-old? Or as you said, with Sean, who's now 12, and just having him kind of sit there and, and talk to you and, and teach you. Um, what, what, are, what advice would you, I guess, give a, a grandparent or a parent who maybe is not really sure what to do here? Um, research it, just mm-hmm. like you would if you were going to watch a movie with your child mm-hmm. um, or your grandchild. You don't want to put a movie on and have all the words be so horrible 
that you're you're embarrassed and your grandchild thinks it's hysterical. Right, right. So, but um, I mean, and that's that's probably the main thing. But um, the one thing that I don't want to say upsets me, but I I question mm-hmm. is a, a lot of the games are violent, mm-hmm. and and people do and they quote unquote die, mm-hmm. um, or and and that to me is probably. Being closer to death at my age, <laughs> it's like let's not talk about that. Right now. <laughs> you have a long time to do before you die, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm pushing up onto the pearly gates. <laughs> so I I think that that's just something that is the violence is is a little bit upsetting to me. So I would like something that's not quite as violent. Well, you know, and and I know that violence does come up a lot as part of this conversation because there are perceptions around if you watch a violent movie it makes you a violent person but i mean i grew up in the 80s and and played violent games in the 90s and 2000s and i'm not out there being a violent person um some of hi isis sorry the cat is now saying hello to us all um the you know, it's just like with, with movie choices, as you said, research, do what's comfortable for you and your family to be educated, to feel yes. comfortable about it. Um, because you just because a game is violent or just because a child says, I really want that game and you're not comfortable with it, be the parent, as you said, or, you know, sit down with them and have a conversation about what it means, you know, especially if they, you know, as they're getting into following the rating system and saying, hey, this game is for teenagers Let's pick something that's a little bit more age appropriate. Age appropriate, yeah. And you know, I know that there are some kids who have siblings who maybe want to, you know, who are older who want to play older type games. But again, you just have to, as you even if having all these different TVs in the house, having all these different devices, um, it still comes back to again, as you said, just at the beginning of this, is this becomes like a really a big part of your family discussion as well too, just like anything else. And the, and the one thing I do think is would really be beneficial for everybody is, mm-hmm. I mean, how often do we want to find a medium where we can all sit around and do something together? Mm-hmm. And I think that if, if it's gaming, that's an even better medium because it's the kids' medium. Mm-hmm. So instead well, it's everybody's us, medium, though. I mean, it's well, mine, too. But, but what I'm saying is it's their... Well, yes. But what I'm saying is it's their primary source of entertainment mm-hmm. maybe or for a lot of the kids and but it wouldn't necessarily be mine but on the other hand if I say oh I want to do what you're I want to see what you're doing I want to take an interest in you that's a that's really important it's it important to the kids it's important to the grandparents anytime we can have open you know communication and I and I like it so much better than a kid going in their room and shutting the door that's true and it's very easy to do that, especially with some of our devices that, that make mm-hmm. it so easy to be portable. So I really like that, that, yes, if we're taking more interest in it, even if it makes us uncomfortable because we don't necessarily know what's going on, being a part of the conversation, inviting the conversation to take place in the family and having it be, as you said, kind of like a family discussion rather than just go hide away. And the worst thing of all is telling kids this is a waste of time because, as you said, um, you know, this is where they're choosing to play. You know, imagine your your parents telling you you can't go to the playground. You know, mm-hmm. as as you grow, growing up. Oh, the playground with all of the games of death. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yes. When we're, when we're, the when swing it, and the tilt-a-whirl. <laughs> yeah, the things that would fling your body off. That's it. right. What That's are we right. going to do? We're just going to put sand down. Let's go up the eight-foot slide with no barriers. Right. And right. come down on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mom, uh, Patricia Smith, my mom, thank you so much for being a guest on the Academy of Esports podcast today. Thank you. I, I get, hope I can come back. Yes, I'll get a hug. Mm. All right. Thank you. That will do it for this week on the Academy of Esports. I've been your host, James O'Hagan. Esports are organized competitive video games, allowing schools to redefine their athletic culture, diversify opportunities for student participation, promote good physical and mental health, increase collegiate scholarship pathways, and play games. We can never forget the importance of play. The mission of the Academy of Esports is to support these ideals. The vision of the Academy of Esports is for all students to experience the fun and joy of playing competitive video games. You may follow me on Twitter, at Jim O'Hagan. That's at J-I-M-O-H-A-G-A-N. And through the Academy of Esports account, at T-A-O Esports. It's a great way to get the latest blog posts, podcast episodes, and news coming out of esports and education. And remember, you can continue your engagement by going to www.taoesports.com. You can also connect through Facebook at www.facebook.com slash taoesports. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to our time again next week.